This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. With Danny, I'm Grant. This is the fan. No Beltway Blitz today. This news was too big. Wanted to stick to the story in D.C. sports, which is that Adam Peters has been hired as the new general manager of the Washington Commanders, and that for the first time since Dan Snyder bought the team in May of 99, they will have an owner who sits back and watches a football person run a football department. And now that football person will help them pick a head coach, which we'll get into in just a moment. Kick off your future with the law firm of Kondorian Murad. They'll help protect your assets, update your will and trust, schedule a free estate planning strategy with one of their Fairfax-based attorneys. Visit kmlawyers.com. Mention the show to get a great discount. That's kmlawyers.com. Danny, do you think that Adam Peters should make the decision on who their head coach is going to be? Or do you want the brain trust they've put together, which is several billionaires in the ownership group, Spielman, Myers, Harris, all to be heavily involved, and Peters to just have a voice at that table? I want to start the precedent that the dude that's hired to do the thing does the thing. You went and got Adam Peters not to be someone, not to be one of the guys. You got him to be the guy, so let him be the guy. This is his first order of business. Now, he could be collaborative and and involve everybody else and say, here's why I'm thinking this and here's why I'm thinking that. The whole point is to have the buck stop right there. That's the whole point of this entire thing. And that's why I'm so excited because you finally have that capability. It's no more... The, the the direct contrast of having the coach who thinks about today versus the general manager who thinks about today, tomorrow, the next day, and a lot, a lot of times with the same person butting heads. The direction of the franchise is to be set by Adam Peters. He's here to do that, so let him do it. It should be his. It should be his call. Again, if he wants to involve other people, that's his prerogative. Collabor- collaboration can be very, very good, and it should be. You should get the opinion of other guys like a Magic Johnson. You should get the opinion of Bob Myers, of Rick Spillman and company. That's totally all well and good. Use them as a sounding board. I don't want them to do anything other than listen. Adam Peters' call, please. I think Peters should be at the table, and they should get counsel from him, and he should be heavily involved, and they should say, 
Who do you like? Who don't you like? Should we cross this guy off the list? Is this someone you can work with? Because when Bob Myers is just taking calls from Josh Harris about other matters in a few months, hopefully, and Rick Spielman is back doing podcasts on the 33rd team several months from now, perhaps. And, you know, the rest of the ownership group is a spectator like the rest of us are as fans of the team, ideally from afar in some way. Peters is going to have to work with this guy every single day. So it would be obvious to say he should have major input. But I guess I'll disagree with you a little bit. I still want the committee to pick this person and Peters to be heavily influential. He's got to sign off. That's the precedent I'm willing to set where I agree with you. Mm -hmm. It's like he needs to, when they come together, he gets final say and he goes, yeah, I like Ben Johnson more than I like Bobby Slowick. Or I like um, Brian Callahan more than I like this guy. Mike McDonald's my favorite option. Whatever. But I think you landed on Peters because you've got a, a really smart group of people together. Yep. I would keep doing this. They hired Bob Myers for a reason. He had a great relationship, by the way, with Peters. But they brought in Spielman, and he sat down and talked ball with Peters for hours and hours and hours. Incorporate him in the conversation Peters is going to have with Ben Johnson next week. So I would, um, if it's a, you know, if this is basically an A or a B, like you got to choose one of two choices, this is now Adam Peters' decision to make on who the head coach is going to be. Or the room is nine deep and Peters is at the head of the table kind of mm-hmm. helping with the the interview, I would go with B. I want Bob Myers and Rick Spielman and Harris, who I think is really smart, and Mitch Rails, who I think is a really good businessman and really smart, and Magic Johnson and whoever else to be involved. Look where it's gotten you so far. Yeah, right? it, got, it got you Peters. It got you part of the way here to what we're looking for, to be clear. Let's go to Rusty, who's in Richmond, listening on 9, 10 a.m. and 105.1 FM. What's up, buddy? How are you? Hey, guys. Listen, Peters has all the leverage, or he had all the leverage over the past couple of years, right? All right, so he had all these teams that wanted to interview him. He said, no thanks. There are a million teams that want him. So when the commanders came to him, you know, one of the first things he probably said is, I want to make sure that I get first right, not, not only first right of refusal, but also I want to get the guys that I want to interview in the room and I want to be able to have veto power and, you know, be able to select my own head coach. Now, of course, he's going to want to collaborate in this, that, and the other, but you know, it's not like this, this is a guy who was begging to try to get a GM job and take what he could, whatever he could get. He, he had terms and conditions and he's going to want one of his guys. And I think that that was probably something that, you know, Harris is, was was happy to give to him because he trusts him. Right. The idea is it's not going to be, I'm going to surprise you with a candidate that didn't come up in the interview process. It's a great point. Yeah. I, mean, I said this last week, and I, I, we let's bring it back up. And I'm always careful with this because I, I don't want it to sound definitive or like I know exactly how this works. But there is a perception that is reality, I think, within football, which is to say... I think that it's a lot more known the direction these teams are going to go than we think. All right, so what do I mean by that? Like, it, we have talked about Adam Peters more than any other GM candidate for a while. 
because he was the most sought after guy. But you hired Bob Myers and Rick Spielman and you brought these big brain trusts and you spent millions probably on those guys mm -hmm. to land on the guy that I would have hired, knowing nothing. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, also, it's four days after it started. These conversations didn't begin on Tuesday. I, I mentioned talking years ago at one point. This has only been a, you know, probably a year or two ago to a guy who represents non-players in the league. And they said that they have had plenty of times over the years where they knew going into an interview whether their client was getting the job or not. Now, this gets tricky when you start talking about the Rooney rule and who gets gigs and who doesn't. It's probably not great for the league, but it's also to some extent how business works. Mm -hmm. I mean, a lot of times a company is going to put a listing on a website because they have to, but they've got an internal candidate that they really like already. Or maybe it's not an internal candidate, but you're the boss. You're, you know, you're a radio program director, let's say, and you worked with someone at a previous stop who you know is looking for a job who you think would be perfect for what you've got. And you might interview 10 or 12 people, and it doesn't mean you're not being true to the process or thorough. But this agent was suggesting to me, basically, that you almost always know before your guy and goes in interviews if they're getting the job or not. And I guess my point in saying that is I believe that they know who the head coach is going to be right now. Uh, and maybe that's slightly overstated. They've got a good idea. Exactly. Yeah. But I, I think that was probably the case two weeks ago, yeah. to be completely honest. Mm -hmm. And I've always kind of thought, assumed, also hoped, uh, but thought and assumed it was going to be Ben Johnson from the Detroit Lions. But I do... <laughs> Ben Johnson alert. Ben Johnson alert. I do think that while if Mike McDonald just destroys in the interview and you're like, holy crap, that guy is brilliant. We got it, yeah. Maybe you, you can pivot. Or if Aaron Glenn sits down and everyone comes out of that meeting and goes, I don't know how, but we have to have him as a part of our organization. And if you already are, are pretty sold on Ben Johnson, maybe you, you try to figure out, is there any way we could get him as the assistant head coach, D coordinator, you know, or elevate his title and we, we take both of the Lions guys away? Like, I'm not saying that the process is a sham, I hope, but I do think that there's way less uncertainty with a lot of this stuff than we think. Yeah, and the reporting game is a, a lot of it's a dog and pony show. It's like this guy's interviewing, this guy's interviewing, this guy's interviewing. Right. Who wants, the, who wants their word out from agents yeah, and everybody's got an agenda these there. These teams are yeah. putting out like, Washington didn't do this necessarily, um, but like eight, you know, some of these teams, was it the Panthers? One of these teams had a list of like 11 people that they're interviewing. And in this era, the first batch is all on Zoom. So like, it's literally like, Danny, they're not even having to leave their house or their mm -hmm. office. They sit there for a couple hours and do the interview with you. Who do they fly in? When this thing gets serious, like who's it actually going to be? Right. And if, it, if they don't know it's Ben Johnson as an example, my guess is they know and they have known – as I said two weeks ago, I guarantee they know who the, the final couple three are. Well, they, they brought five in, and the final two, three days after it started, were the two guys, shocker, that we suggested were the two finalists, Cunningham and Peters. It, I, I'm not sitting here saying that we're not completely unplugged, you and I, but like we're also not that plugged in. It, some of this is just pretty obvious. That's intuitive, yeah. So I, I think it's somewhere in between we're going to have a blank slate and figure it out later versus we already know you know, five months ago, I think you could be surprised. I think something could happen. Like, again, the, I was put to, to Sean McVay, for example. I don't know that when Sean McVay went to interview with the Rams, they were like, we know Sean McVay's the guy. 
I think that process led them to go, holy crap, we're blown away. It may be a year early, but if we don't do this now, someone else will, and we'll miss the boat. And they went, boom, we got a strike, right? He was always a candidate. He was always one of the leading candidates. But I think it became evident. So to your point about leaving the – I think the way I think about it is we're going to leave the door open. To use one of your examples, let's say Mike McDonald interviews with Adam Peters. Maybe, maybe they have a relationship. Maybe they don't. Who knows what? And maybe you just – you leave that meeting going – that is the next great coach in the history of the NFL. Yeah. That is an absolute star. It doesn't mean that the guy that they already had in their mind, at front of mind, can't be bumped out of there. But I, I'm with you. I, I think part of this process with Peters and with Cunningham or whoever was, who do you want to be this person that you're tied well, so, to for the next hour the next long? Part is, I mean, how big of a part of the interview do you think it was? Or at what point do they get to, all right, you got the job. Who's your head coach? Because it's not like they agree. Adam, you're our general manager. Mm -hmm. Congratulations. They all high-five. They get up. He signs the paperwork. And then they go, all right, now let's talk head coach. What do you think? That's obviously part of the process. And I would imagine he would have had a list of a few guys that he really liked. I also, I'm not sure that he would say right then and there, yeah, I'm going to hire this guy. Because you may not get that guy. But my guess is he goes, I like these couple of names. And they go, all right, that meshes with who we like. They're all already on our interview list. Or maybe he says Brian Callahan's one of the three guys, and they go, we got to add him. We haven't sent a slip in for him yet. But clearly, that was a massive part of the interview, right? Yes. It just had to be. Let's go to the phones. 800-636-1067. Jackson is listening on the Odyssey app in Utah. What's up, Jackson? How are you? What's up, boys? Love the show. Listening out here every day. Thanks for all you do. Thank you, pal. Appreciate you. Know, you. Have you I'm, called uh, before? I've never called. I think I've tweeted at you guys before, but I've never called. First time caller. Wow. I was going to say, I don't remember a call from Utah. Normally, Jim Zorn has something to say He's about He's got something that. to do here. Uh, Jim? Jim Zorn, anybody? Jim? Darius is... I was stalling so hard there. Eugene like, Stallings, big time. Everyone knew. Uh, but thank you for putting. Uh, we can now put a little bingo board on uh, pin on Utah, our first Utah caller in show history. Hey, Utah's Commanders country. Don't get it twisted. <laughs> <laughs> I'm car- I'm carrying the flag out here, but I'm I'm so stoked about Adam Peters. I'm 23. This is the first day of legitimacy that I've had as a fan of this team. Um, I mean, I want him to be as on board with the head coaching hire as possible. I want those two stars to be as aligned as possible because you guys have been tooting this horn for months now. This is the biggest offseason that this team has had in years. All this cap space, all these draft picks. I mean, generational quarterback talents. you got to get your two biggest decision makers in line. you got to get them on the same page because this is the offseason that you could transcend this franchise out of the gutter and into the, the forefront again. This is like a monumentally massive offseason. Yeah, and I don't want any sort of turbulence there. I want this to be as figured out as possible. Mm-hmm. It's off to an amazing start, by yeah, the well way. Yeah, well said. Biggest offseason maybe in team history, and it couldn't be off to a better start. you got the new ownership group who's putting on a clinic. You've now got your new GM who's the number one guy that everybody wanted. Next week becomes head coaching week, and they're right now the front runners to get the number one guy that everybody wants in that regard. And then the draft comes, and they got the number two overall pick. And by the way, we didn't really talk about this. Make no mistake about it. Having the number two overall pick was massive, I bet, in Adam Peters' interest in coming here, which is not to say that if they had the third, fourth, fifth, sixth pick, something like that, 
that he probably wouldn't have still been really interested in coming here. But it got a lot sweeter when you basically handed him over the keys to the possibility of having his franchise quarterback, which is why when we were having those long, drown-out, knock-down, drag-out fights during the season with people who were saying, how dare you guys want a higher draft pick? No, I want Adam Peters. I want Ben Johnson. I want grown-ups. I want the best that the league has to offer, and the way to do that is to have the best possible situation to offer them, and the number two pick helped in today's victory. Whether you guys liked it or not, it did. So, sorry. Swallow that. Then you can move on. But that's what happened, right? Whether or not you think that second pick or the fifth pick or the ninth pick is relevant or not, the league does. Adam Peters does. It just helped you get him. And you may not care about that either. I'll see you in September, dude. I'm telling you, this is the way that it had to happen. Everything broke right for Washington. When does that say those words? Say that sentence. Everything broke right for Washington. That doesn't happen to us. That it what usually happens is the Wizards have seven of the the eight numbers to win the lottery and get Victor Wembanyama, and they don't, and they pick ninth or tenth or whatever the hell it is. That's what usually goes down for us. We don't get that. It did. The seas parted for us, and we got that number two pick, which helped us land the most coveted executive of this little cycle here. The Commanders have a general manager. They are back. They're back up. I want you to put the word out there that we back up. Understand me? We back up. Hey, Dallas, listen up. You getting ready for your cute little playoff game with Green Bay? (laughs) Trying to figure out how to stop Jordan Love? Hey, Philly, you free-falling, mediocre product. Can't wait for the Bucks to wear one. They're just going to uh, – you might beat the Bucks. You might sure. beat the Bucks, actually. Hey, you're going to lose pretty quickly in the playoffs. I'm not concerned about you. Hey, New York football giants. Hey, bud. Wink Martindale cursing anybody out today? Any fights between coaches today over there? I want to put you all on notice. Back up. The commanders are back. They're coming for your asses. Back up. Grant and Danny with you on the fan. You can join us. On the MGM National Harbor listener lines, 800-636-1067 is the number. Uh, The number two overall pick, enticing to Peters. What might they do? What does his draft history suggest he likes to do early in the draft? We could take a look at that on Grant and Danny. He's got a lot of license uh, with the 49ers. Um, uh, John Lynch uh, gives him uh, a lot of responsibilities here. So uh, my my sense is that, you know, Peters knows that um, he, he's going to have some opportunities and, and could afford to be picky. Uh, and I think the fact that he's meeting with the Washington group right now or on his way to do that suggests that he's ready – this year to make the move and uh you know a lot of people i've talked to think that this is going to happen that he's going to be the guy that uh, the commanders hired to be their next gm that was matt barrows on tuesday who covers the niners and he was right it happened adam peters the gm of the commanders i wonder what he found most enticing about this job new hungry ownership that want to do things the right way that's an amazing asset to dangle in front of them The number two overall pick as a larger package, which is to say draft capital, where Washington's got the six picks in the top 102 and five picks in the top 100. 
or the, and we don't know the exact number, we've been saying 90 million. Some sites out there say it's going to be closer to 80 million, but the massive amount of cap space right up there at the top of the league that they're going to have in free agency. You add it all together, PFF, we talked to a guest about this yesterday, has them as the best job for GM candidates because of basically the gift basket they're handing you of the chance to improve this team this offseason. You got to get your picks right. You got to sign the right players, but you can improve quickly because of that if you choose to. But I wonder what the most appealing thing to him was. I've got to imagine, as a guy who's cut his teeth in draft rooms, taking players, it's that number two overall pick and the fact that you get to call out six names of the top 102 maneuver the board if you want to go up from the second round to the late first to get a second first rounder you could do it if you want to take one of those or both of the seconds move back and pick three or four more times in the mid to late second and early third you could do it there's just so much flexibility there for a guy who probably likes doing draft night stuff more than anything else (laughs) right I think those are enticing things Salary cap space, draft uh, um, allotment, all that stuff. I, I really do that. I think that's a huge factor. I don't want to minimize that. To me, those are the get you in the door. Those are the invitations. Those are the, you know, come look at the uh, the the outside landscaping and, and the grass and, and some of my lights outdoors, et cetera. When you get inside the home, you need to know that it's stable. To me, meeting that ownership group, no, understanding that they're for real, knowing that this isn't just something they're trying to do to appease the fan base and get like federal investigators off their back, like the old guy, knowing that this isn't just some employer distraction where you're going to come in and be a tyrant again in seven or eight months. I think that's the most important part to say, hey, if you screw this number to pick up, we still believe in you. You still got it. You're still the guy. Right? We still think that you're going to be the right person to lead this. This is a cultural thing more so than it is. the assets short term are amazing and they're real. They're awesome. Big picture, though, 10 years from now, you still want Adam Peters to be in charge. I think that was the most important part. We're playing on the Odyssey app today all over the country. We're going out to Hartford, where Ed is joining us on Grant and Danny. What's up, Ed? How are you? Hey, I'm doing good. How are you guys doing? What's up, buddy? I'm going to call it a victory Friday. I'm going to have to throw you on hold. Your phone is cutting out real bad. Appreciate the effort, but we got to get that sorted out so we can hear you. Danny's in Suitland. What's good, Danny? Danny? There you go, Bones. Happy football Friday. Look What's up? Here. Hey, man. Hey, look, I think we need to be patient. Let this general manager take up uh, the reins and hire the coach because he's going to have a relationship with this coach during the tender while he's here. So the owner can intervene only when he needs his assistance. Yeah, I mean, he's the guy. Thank, thank you. you. Who look, Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell's what you're chasing. Okay. Mm-hmm. For people not familiar, Brad Holmes came from LA, worked under Les Need. He saw that relationship Les Need and Sean McVay have where they're best buddies and sparring partners and they make all the big decisions together. Ideally, you see things eye to eye and you work in unison. But it can't be a Mayhew saying yes to everything Rivera says. It can't be a I hired you because you hired me once, Mayhew relationship or Rivera relationship with Herney, right? You want to be able to butt heads. You want to have a working relationship with someone who, while you share maybe some philosophies, might see players a little bit differently or or offer some things to you. Hey, man, I I know that you want to draft this linebacker because we're weak at that position, but I got to tell you, man, if you don't help me at tight end, the whole offensive plan that I got for next season is worse. Here's why. And then you have that combo, right? You're chasing Detroit's situation. 
with Campbell and with Holmes. And the best way to figure out who's going to work perfectly and best with Peters is probably just to sit back and let those guys go at it in the interview a little bit, which is why it was pertinent to get this done. Agree. And how how smart, man. I mean, Harris said his orientation or proclivity was, I want to get this in place so that the order is the way we want it to be. Ideally, you hire the football person and then the coach. But he left open the possibility in case they couldn't get the guy they wanted as quickly as they wanted to do it. Maybe we'll go out of order. But now, because they did this in four days, Danny, Mm -hmm. you did this in 96 hours. Now you're able to take a day off or two this weekend and watch football. Because all the guys you're interviewing just about are coaching. Can't talk to you until Monday. This weekend or next weekend. And then you hit the ground sprinting when you're allowed to start talking on Tuesday. And you got Peters hanging out with your crew at your Miami house. Figuring out what you like, what you don't, what you know, what somebody's doing that that's good, bad, and different. You got your notes already. What questions you need to ask? You know, uh, to find a way to distinguish between one side or the other. What you know, get these guys a chance to go through this weekend, and then also show how you're able to turn around and prepare for something that is out of your comfort zone a little bit. That's part of being a head coach. You know, you, you're game planning. You're doing all that. You got to get through that, and then this completely different experience where you need to be informed and and have answers ready. I love that as as kind of part of this thing. Overall, yeah, getting your ducks in a row and not doing the we hired the offensive coordinator first that a head coach is going to inherit. I mean, that's the level of competence that Snyder and company were were occupying for so many years. Yeah, it, it's a nice departure. I just can't stop comparing this new group and how different <laughs> it is yeah. to Dan. And I don't know when I'm going to want to move on from it. Not to say like forget about Dan or stop mentioning Dan. Like, I'm over all of that. I'm on to Cincinnati. But I mean the differences. Mm -hmm. The the fact that this wasn't possible. And now it just seems easy. We're just shooting fish in a barrel over here, man. You you make an ownership change, and all of a sudden, number one GM candidate, you're the favorite for the number one head coach candidate. It just feels too seamless. Doesn't it? Let's go to Dustin in Annapolis. Dustin, some of the videos I saw coming out of Annapolis – where I don't know where that was underwater. We're crazy, man. Yeah, the flooding was bad, man. What, where is that like downtown? Um, what is that? Because it's right by the water there, that part. Well, yeah, it's, it's like the South River uh, around that area and then south of that too, down Shadyside and Beal. So all that water, I'm assuming, is all receded and gone now? Yeah, well, yeah, but everybody's basement's flooded. You couldn't rent a pump or, you know, dehumidifier anywhere. Oh. So I'm a builder. Okay. Did you see any of those videos? I did. I saw a couple. People yeah. were like, I never know what's real or not because every video ends up being the same video where there's like a shark next to a guy. Yeah, there's like a deep fake, <laughs> and now there's an alligator wrestling a shark. I assume everything's AI. <laughs> but there were videos of just people in kayaks, like with four feet of water, and you just see storefronts and houses. Craziness. Anyway, sorry, yeah, Dustin. Was, what's up? Good. No, but you had a good interlude to what I was going to say. I wanted to take you guys back 24 years ago when the youngest owner like, hired his college roommate friend Vinny Serrato to be the GM with with no football experience so that he could control him and play fantasy football and collude with him so that's what we started with with Dan Snyder then he went to the country club mentality with you know um, what's his name Bruce and you know then he hired the Grudens you know and that, that just became a country club too much I think and then now we have an owner that took his time, got the best possible candidate, the football minds in-house, even though 
you had basketball people in there. They're still great decision makers, and, you know, they know people. So th- this is such a huge difference in, in how they're approaching it, and people are going to want to play here. He's not spending all of our money on these ridiculous free agents and then neglecting the stadiums and the parking lots and, the, you know, the fans. Um, one thing I also got to say is Jason Wright has to go because he's messed up so many things. We've had so many fumbles and, um, you know, announcing the championship years and all those. Oh, they screwed a lot of things oh, up. Yeah. Nothing no but mess-ups. Am I alone in this? Maybe I, it's just, you know what, I, I almost don't need to stop myself. I, I'll ask you what I was about to ask. Mm-hmm. But maybe it's just reactionary in the moment, and I'm just too knee-deep right now into the football. I was going to say, I don't care who's running their business department. Like, I... But maybe they're about to build a stadium, so I should care. Yeah, I, but, I care. I care some, like, but I know what you I mean. All I care about is football. Yeah, right I know what now. you mean. And like, it's not even. I, I like Jason Wright fine. I, I, in fact, I like Jason Wright a lot. I don't. Yeah, know personally, he's been great to us. But I don't know that they've done a great job. I mean, some of the things that they um, did, they screwed up, and we've talked about that. And I would say that to Jason. And I'm sure they've done. You know, their business is on a, a rocket ship because mm-hmm. they have new owners. They had the highest, you know, attendance boost this year from last year. Some of that is visiting fans. So I don't want it to sound like I'm like giving Jason an out because I'm not giving him an A grade or anything. We talked about the Sean Taylor fiascos. There are multiple of them, everything else. But like, generally speaking, you don't know who the business person is. You know, The guy at Monumental Sports that does what Jason Wright does, his name is Jim Van Stone. He's outstanding. He came on our show during the Wizards and Caps might move to Virginia week. Mm-hmm. But like, no one ever talks about him, and I, I think he's really good at it. But I guess my point That's is... That's kind of the point. I care about the Wizards and the Capitals, you know? like. Yep. Jason Wright became such a superstar, and it was such a big deal. And at that time, it was important. But right now, I, I don't know. I guess I should care because he's got to be involved in the stadium stuff. And who the president is does matter because they're trying to win the fan base back. Yeah, here's that's, and that's that you, you just touched on it. That's the last point where I do care about that, where there is a conduit between fan and team. And that, to me, is that business person. Right, I want that nailed. I want that outstanding because you're in a friend raising moment here. Uh, this ownership group is, and it sounds like they're willing to do that. They're they're going to put in the work. Now that might go away in a few years when they'd like to start making some more money than they've made, but we'll see. I mean, TBD. But that to me is why it matters to me. And again, I I have you. This is one of those situations we talked about it with Adam Peters for a football perspective. Did he love Trey Lance? Did he not love Trey Lance? Did he love this one guy that didn't get picked and that guy went on to be a star somewhere else? Or did he like this one? It's always so hard to tell who made what decision when you're not there in the room. I don't know how much uh, Jason Wright was like, yes, do this uh, Dick Sporting Goods Manigan uh, for Sean Taylor. Yes, put the wrong years on the crest. Yes, have a bunch of typos and uh, you know incorrect images and wrong this, that, and the other thing with, with the 90 greatest. I have no idea what he did or didn't. Didn't do I know that didn't work out real well under his leadership and under his watch, but he also had to be out front because the real owner had to be out of the country well, to I, avoid prosecution. I'll go even bigger than that. I mean, still two two twenty two, like that day and the way they rolled it out. I, I, that I'll, it's just going to be hard for me embarrassment to, to overlook. Yeah, I, I don't hate the name as much as you do because I think any name they chose was going to be unpopular. But I do still think it was a huge mistake not to just have something that carried over the history of the team like hogs or red hogs or, or something like that. Uh, and I think eventually you're going to change the name. And I think it's going to be the next couple of years. They're going to start working on that. And if that's the case, then I mean, that, that's his legacy is essentially the commanders, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, that could be tough for him, but 
they've done a lot of things that have also been successful from a business standpoint that they'll be able to point to for the new ownership because the numbers have all trended in the right direction over the last couple of years from you know the the bottom ending out of the Snyder era. Uh, but that's a good point. I was going to say I, I don't care about the business side right now, but I'll walk and chew gum. I say that all the time. You got to walk and chew gum. I can focus on football and also say, yeah, they they got to get that position right, whether it's Jason or somebody else, into the next era because of all the things that are at stake. Uh, when was the last time you were this excited about the Commanders? And I would even go this far. Post-Super Bowls, so like starting 92-ish yeah. until now, how many times would you say you were on this level of excitement as early this offseason with the new owners starting and now a new GM and possibly a huge head coach hiring coming? What else has been on this same level for you in, in your time as a fan of this team post the Super Bowl in 1991. Grant and Danny with you on the fan. Yeah, it was a very fast process. However, a ton of homework went into this process. They wound up interviewing five people for this position. Mike Borgonzi with the Chiefs, Glenn Cook with the Browns, Alec Hallaby with the Eagles, and then the two finalists, Bears Assistant General Manager Ian Cunningham, and of course, Adam Peters, the Assistant GM of the San Francisco 49ers, someone extremely well thought of throughout the NFL community, scouting and personnel community who has been ready for his shot for a couple of years now uh, and has been talked about in a number of different GM uh, positions that he has interviewed for, that he pulled his name out for in some instances uh, in the past couple of years. But this was the one. Jonathan Jones of CBS discussing the commander's search for a general manager. It has ended with the hiring of Adam Peters. Danny, how many times... Since the last Super Bowl, we're going to pick up in 92. Mm -hmm. Have you felt as excited about this team as you do early this offseason? Once. Gibbs return. That, to me, after the wasteland of the 90s, okay, post-Gibbs departure, because it's, you know, for my generation who saw those three Super Bowls, that dude walked on water and then go, oops, I forgot something. And he'd walk back on water and then he'd walk back on the water again and then he'd hydroplane and then he'd dance and he was perfect. He couldn't, he couldn't do anything wrong. The ineptitude of the last years of Jack Ken Cook and company, the bungling of Snyder, where you felt like, okay, he screwed up several times over everything from uh, North Turner to Marty to Spurrier to whatever. The, the the clown show was over. The the 32-year-old, whatever the hell he was, is now 40 years old, and he gets it. This is the revered, man. This is Gibbs. Gibbs is going to come back and fix it all. That was the belief, and, and it was a reasonable belief, by the way. That's the most, so I, like, I'm sitting there at work. I didn't have access to a radio. Like, before streams were a thing, I'm, like, trying to refresh and get Andy Poland to, to talk about it, you know, uh, on some sort of, like, stream that barely worked at all. But, man, oh, man, that was the last time where I go, this is all real, right? This isn't just some flash in the pan that you hope overcomes all of the bad. The point is the bad is gone, right? I mean, 2012 was great. I, I was excited like everybody else was. Griffin represented an awful lot of hope which was understandable, that Heisman Trophy winner, the trade-up, and all the excitement surrounding him. The hope was he can overcome these obstacles of ineptitude, buffoonery, playing favorites, just Snyder's bad culture. That was the hope. That set of obstacles has been removed. It's gone. 
Now there's reason. Now this is all real. This isn't counting on lightning striking. This is basically saying we got a process that's going to try to build something. If it doesn't work, we'll hammer away again. I think there's only two other times that are even kind of in the convo, and you just highlighted both. Gibbs, which you put on your list, and then 2012 maybe with Griffin, the way that that started. Because he was the rookie of the year. They won the division championship with 10 wins. They had turned the clock back 13 seasons. That was their first division title since 99 in 2012. Everything was going great. Mm -hmm. It looked like. Um, So that would have been a time for sure. I still remember, like, we're not going to be doing a show overnight taking calls from 40-plus states or whatever it was with me and Pete Medhurst until 5 in the morning tonight, which is what happened when they traded for the number 2 pick in, I think it was March of 2012, to go up and get Robert Griffin. And we knew already, because luck was going one, that Griffin was going to go two. And basically, they had just traded for the Heisman Trophy winner. I also just think the fan base is smaller and less passionate, and a lot of people don't care as much as they used to. Yeah, you just can't recreate that. So there's no ceiling that would equal that. But 12 is probably above this time frame, even though we have more knowledge and wisdom now to know not only how badly it was going to go, but just that nothing was ever going to work with Snyder. Uh, so 04 and 12 are probably the easy answers. Other in the running, you could say that in 01, if you were a huge Schottenheimer believer, when they went and hired him, that was a big moment for the organization. He obviously lasted a year. Hated Dan's guts and vice versa. Uh, 2002, Steve Spurrier. Now that ended up being a hysterical joke. You know, he wanted to go golf more than he wanted to coach football. Mm-hmm. And he just wanted to kind of do it his way, pitching and catching with Danny Werfel and uh, Rydell Anthony and Jacquez Green and uh, Chris Doring. Chris Doring. He wanted to get the Florida Gators together in the NFL. But when he was hired in 02, don't sleep. I mean, people were so euphoric because a lot of teams had tried and no one had successfully uh-huh. lured him to the National Football League. And then I will put Shanahan in 2010 in that combo, especially for younger listeners. He was a two-time Super Bowl champion. That was a real grown-up and an adult. We thought he was going to have full control, and to some extent he had a lot of control. But as we know, Dan still reared his head, and him and Bruce and Cahoots at different points would do what they wanted to do anyway uh, with and behind Shanny. So I, that would be my you know list. I would say this early offseason with no Dan, and now GM check, head coach, working on saying check next week, and then eventually a number two overall pick. For me, it's going to be number – it'll be number one, I think, over 12. Especially given the other experiences, right, where you're you're up and then it gets ripped away. You're up and then it gets ripped away. This one may get ripped away too, but learning what we did through those experiences, like walking over those hot lava rocks, like going through the gauntlet of having your expectations raised and then crashed into the mountain – of all those other regimes and those other decisions, kind of as you as you alluded to, this really does feel different. I know I'd said this feels different probably 10 times. This one actually does. Like, this is a real different thing because it's different people at the top. Is that fair, though? Uh, you guys are, are the fan base. We want to hear from you to say that maybe, and maybe your age is a factor, so you'll have to tell us, like, how long you've been a fan. But this is the best, in some cases, maybe you've ever felt. And I think for people that are, you know, old enough to go back to the late 90s, perhaps, other than maybe 2012. Like, Gibbs coming back for me 
was incredible because I saw the reaction and I was like, geez. Yeah. People, and I'd read all the books, I'd seen all the videos. Mm -hmm. It was the equivalent, if I had like a current comp of like, I don't know, if uh, like Michael Jordan came back or something now. Mm -hmm. You know, it was just like a guy from the past, right? Like some great player who's retired. Like if Derek Jeter came back and played for the Yankees, it's like, whoa, you guys are really excited about this. You really love this guy. That was kind of what it was like for me when Gibbs came back. Mm -hmm. If you're older, it's a different experience. Yeah, it's totally different. I'm telling you, like it was mythological how good he was. My mom had talked about him. It was like Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny and and Joe Gibbs. And it yep. was just like it was just this name in our and not house. in that order, by the way. Right. <laughs> yeah. And then I stayed home from school because we were watching him like drive down Loudoun County Parkway at like ten in the morning, and the street was lined with people. Uh, like uh, you see in other countries when like they're crowning a new prince or something mm -hmm. wacky. Eight hundred six three six one zero six seven is the number on Grant and Danny with you until 6.30 on The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.